This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com Good morning. It is Wednesday, hump day, on the 27th day of the ninth month of the year of our Lord 2023. So exciting. You know, St. Michael's Feast Day is coming up on the 29th. I hope you've had a wonderful Michaelmas, and I hope you get to celebrate the Feast of St. Michael appropriately. You know, our um, medieval heirs in the faith, heirs, ancestors in the faith, took Michaelmas pretty seriously. Some of them treated it like a mini Lent. This is definitely something worth looking into. Uh, If you have not heard about it, Michaelmas begins on the Feast of the Assumption and goes for more or less 40 days until September 29th of every year, which is the Feast of St. Michael. And um, maybe I'll tell you more about it on Friday when we go around the world and we talk about all kinds of things on the 29th. But today's the 27th day of the year of our Lord, uh, 2023, in September. And I I have in my hot little hands here, I don't know if you can hear the papers rustling or not. I have in my hot little hands here a very interesting little document it's called the it's from um it is marked top secret it was found in uh it was found in a surplus copier purchased from boeing in 1986 it was literally sitting on a copy machine from boeing and it reveals the details of a plan that is hatched in the embryonic days of the Cold War, which called for the control of the masses through manipulation of industry and uh, leisure, education, politics. It basically instructs the people in a quiet revolution pitting brother against brother, diverting the public's attention from what is uh, really going on. I would argue that for uh, many... This document has come to pass. This document that I'm holding, that I'm looking at, has been reprinted in its original form, and it includes diagrams. It's long. It's lengthy. And I am going to read it to you uh, right now. It is patently impossible to discuss social engineering or the automation of a society, i.e. the engineering of social automation systems, silent weapons, on a natural or worldwide scale without implying extensive objectives of social control and destruction of human life, i.e. slavery and genocide. This manual is in itself an analog declaration of intent. Such a writing must be secured from public scrutiny. Otherwise, it might be recognized as a technically formal declaration of domestic war. Furthermore, whenever any person or group of persons in a position of great power and without the full knowledge and consent of all the public uses such knowledge and methodology for economic conquest, 
it must be understood that a state of domestic warfare exists between said person or group of persons and the public. The solution of today's problems requires an approach which is ruthlessly candid, with no agonizing over religious, moral, or cultural values. You have qualified for this project because of your ability to look at human society with cold objectivity and yet analyze and discuss your observations and conclusions with others of similar intellectual capacity without a loss of discretion or humility. Such virtues are exercised in your own best interest. Do not deviate from them. Welcome aboard! This is May 1979. This publication marks the 25th anniversary of the Third World War, called the Quiet War, being conducted using subjective biological warfare fought with silent weapons. This book contains an introductory description of this war, its strategies, and its weaponry. May 1979. Silent weapon technology has evolved from Operation... Operations Research, OR, a strategic and tactical methodology developed under the military management in England during World War II. The original purpose of Operations Research was to study the strategic and tactical problems of air and land defense with the objective of effective use of limited military resources against foreign enemies. It was soon recognized by those in positions of power that the same methods might be useful for totally controlling a society. But better tools were necessary. Social engineering, the analysis and automation of a society, requires the correlation of great amounts of constantly changing economic information, data, so a high-speed computerized data processing system was necessary which could race ahead of society and predict when society would arrive for capitulation. Relay computers were too slow, but the electronic computer invented in 1946 by J. Presker Eckert and John W. Motchley filled, filled the bill. The next breakthrough was the development of the simplex method of linear programming in 1947 by the mathematician George B. Danzig. Then in 1948, the transistor invented by J. Barding, W. Brittain, and W. Shockley promised great expansion of the computer field by reducing space and power requirements. With these three inventions under their direction, those in positions of power strongly suspected that it was possible for them to control the whole world with the push of a button. Immediately, the Rockefeller Foundation got in on the ground floor by making a four-year grant to Harvard College funding the Harvard Economic Research Project for the study of the structure of the American economy. One year later, in 1949, the United States Air Force joined in. In 1952, the original grant period terminated, and a high-level meeting of the elite was held to determine the next phase of the social operations research. The Harvard Project had been very fruitful, as is borne out by the publication of some of its results in 1953, suggesting the feasibility of economic engineering. Studies in the Structure of the American Economy, copyright 1953 by Wasley Lentioff, International Sciences Press, White Plains, New York. Engineered... 
In the last decade of the 1940s, the now quiet war machine stood, so to speak, in sparkling gold-plated hardware on the showroom floor by 1954. With the creation of the... Oh, I can't read this word. With the creation of something in 1954, the promises of unlocking unlimited sources of fusion, atomic energy from the heavy hydrogen of seawater, and the consequent availability of unlimited social power became a possibility only decades away. The combination was irresistible. The quiet war was quietly declared by the international elite at a meeting held in 1954. Although the silent weapons system was nearly expanded 13 years later, the evolution of the new weapon system has never suffered any major setbacks. This volume marks the 25th anniversary of the beginning of the Quiet War. Already, this domestic war has had many victories on many fronts throughout the world. Political Introduction In 1954, it was well recognized by those in positions of authority that it was only a matter of time, only a few decades, before the general public would be able to grasp and upset the cradle of power, for the very elements of the new silent weapon technology were as accessible for a public utopia as they were for providing a private utopia. The issue of primary concern, that of dominance, revolved around the subject of the energy sciences. Energy is, a, is recognized as the key to all activity on Earth. Natural science is the study of the sources and control of natural energy. And social science, theoretically expressed as economics, is the study and sources of control of social energy. Both are bookkeeping systems, mathematics. Therefore, mathematics is the primary energy science. And the bookkeeper can be king if the public can be kept ignorant of the methodology of the bookkeeping. All science is merely a means to an end. The means is knowledge. The end is control. Beyond this remains only one issue. Who will be the beneficiary? In 1954, this was the issue of primary concern. Although the so-called moral issues were raised in view of the law of natural selection, it was agreed that a nation or world of people who will not use their intelligence are no better than animals who do not have intelligence. Such a people are beasts of burden and stakes on the table by choice and consent. Consequently, in the interest of future world order, peace, and tranquility, it was decided to privately wage a quiet war against the American public with an ultim ultimate objective of permanently shifting the natural and social energy wealth of the undisciplined and irresponsible many into the hands of the self-disciplined, responsible, and worthy few. In order to implement this objective, it was necessary to create and apply new weapons which, as it turns out, were a class of weapons so subtle and sophisticated in their principle of operation and public appearance as to earn for themselves the name Silent Weapons. 
In conclusion, the objective of economic research as conducted by the magnets of capital, banking, and the industries of commodities, goods, and services is the establishment of an economy which is totally predictable and manipulatable. In order to achieve a totally predictable economy, the low-class elements of the society must be brought under total control, i.e. must be housebroken, trained, and assigned a yoke and long-term social duties from a very early age before they have an opportunity to question the propriety of the matter. In order to achieve such conformity, the lower class family unit must be disintegrated by a process of increasing preoccupation of the parents and the establishment of government-operated daycare centers for the occupationally orphaned children. The quality of education given to the lower classes must be of the poorest sort, so that the most of ignorant isolating the inferior class from superior class is and remains incomprehensible to the inferior class. With such an in with such an initial handicap, even bright lower class individuals have little, if any, hope of extricating themselves from their assigned lot in life. This form of slavery is essential to maintaining some measure of social order, peace, and tranquility for the ruling upper class. Descriptive Introduction of the Silent Weapon Everything that is expected from an ordinary weapon is expected from a silent weapon by its creators, but only in its own manner of functioning. It shoots situations instead of bullets, propelled by data processing instead of chemical reaction explosion, originating from bits of data instead of grains and gunpowder, from a computer instead of a gun, operated by a computer programmer instead of a marksman, under the orders of a banking magnate instead of a military general. It makes no obvious explosive noises, causes no obvious physical or mental energies, and does not obviously interfere with anybody's daily social life. Yet it makes an unmistakable noise caused unmistakable physical and mental damage and unmistakably interferes with daily social life, i.e. unmistakable to a trained observer, one who knows what to look for. The public cannot comprehend this weapon and therefore cannot believe that they are being attacked and subdued by a weapon. The public might instinctively fool that something is feel that something is wrong, but because of the technical nature of the silent weapon, they cannot express their feelings in a rational way or handle the problem with intelligence. Therefore, they do not know how to cry for help and do not know how to associate with others to defend themselves against it. 
When a silent weapon is applied gradually to the public, the public adjusts slash adapts to its presence and learns to tolerate its encroachment in their lives until the pressure, psychological via economic, becomes too great and they crack up. Therefore, the silent weapon is a type of biological warfare. It attacks the vitality, options, and mobility of the individuals or society by knowing, understanding, manipulating, and attacking the sources of natural and social energy and their physical, mental, and emotional strengths and weaknesses. Theoretical Introduction Quote, Give me control over a nation's currency, and I care not who makes its laws. Mayor Amschel Rothschild, 1743-1812 Today's silent weapons technology is an outgrowth of a simple idea discovered, succinctly expressed, and effectively applied by the quoted Mr. Mayor Anshel Rothschild. Mr. Rothschild discovered the missing passive component of economic theory known as economic inductance. He, of course, did not think of his discovery in these 20th century terms, and to be sure, mathematical analysis had to wait for the second industrial revolution, the rise of the theory of mechanics and electronics, and finally the invention of the electronic computer before it could be effectively applied in the control of world economy. General Energy Concepts In the study of energy systems, there always appears three elementary concepts. These are potential energy, kinetic energy, and energy dissipation. And corresponding to these concepts, there are three idealized, essentially pure, physical counterparts called passive components. Number one. In the science of physical mechanics, the phenomenon of potential energy is associated with a physical property called elasticity, or stiffness, and can be represented by a stretched spring. In electronic science, potential energy is stored in a capacitor instead of a spring. This property is called capacitance instead of elasticity or stiffness. Number two, in the science of physical mechanics... The phenomenon of kinetic energy is associated with a physical property called inertia or mass and can be represented by a mass or a flywheel in motion. In electronic science, kinetic energy is stored in an inductor in a magnetic field instead of a mass. This property is called inductance instead of inertia. Number three. In the science of physical mechanics, the phenomenon of energy dissipation is associated with a physical property called friction and resistance and can be represented by a dash pot or other device which converts system energy into heat. In electronic science, dissipation of energy is performed by an element called either a resistor or a conductor. 
the term resistor being the one generally used to express the concept of friction, and the term conductor being generally used to describe a more ideal device. Employed to to convey electric energy efficiently from one location to another. The property of a resistance or conductor is measured as either resistance or conductance reciprocals. The economics these three energy concepts are associated with. Number one, economic capacitance, capital, money, stock, inventory, investments in buildings and durables, etc. Two, economic conductance, goods, production flow coefficients. Number three, economic inductance, services, the influence of the population of industry on output. All of the mathematical theory developed in the study of one energy of one energy system, e.g. mechanics, electronics, etc., can be immediately applied in the study of other energy systems. Mr. Rothschild's energy discovery. What Mr. Rothschild had discovered was the basic principle of power, influence, and control over people as applied to economics. This principle is when you assume the appearance of power, people soon give it to you. Mr. Rothschild had discovered that currency or deposit loan accounts had the required appearance of power that could be used to induce people in inductance with corresponding to a magnetic field into surrounding their real wealth in exchange for a promise of greater wealth and real compensation. They would put up real collateral in exchange for a loan of promissory notes. Mr. Rothschild found that he could issue more notes than he had backing for, so long as he had someone's stock of gold as a persuader to show to big customers. Mr. Rothschild loaned his promissory notes to individuals and to governments. These would create overconfidence. Then he would make money scarce, tighten control of the system, and collect the collateral through the obligation of contracts. The cycle was thus repeated. These pressures could not be used to ignite a war, or they could be used to ignite a war. Then he would control the availability of currency to determine who would win the war. That government which agrees to give him control of its economic systems got his support. Collection of debts was guaranteed by economic aid to the enemy of the debtor. The profit derived from this economic methodology made Mr. Rothschild all the more wealthy and all the more able to extend his wealth. He found that the public greed would allow currently to be printed by government order beyond the limits inflation of breaking in 
in precious metal or the production of goods and services, i.e. GNP, gross national product. Apparent capital as paper inductor. In this structure, credit presented as a pure circuit element called currency has the appearance of capital, but it is, in fact, negative capital. Hence, it has all the appearance of service, but is, in fact, indebtedness or debt. It is, therefore, an economic inductance instead of an economic capacitance. And if balance is no other, if, if balanced in no other way, will be balanced by the negation of population, war, genocide. The total goods and services represents real capital called the gross national product, and currency may be printed up to this level and still represent economic capacitance. But currency printed beyond this level is subtractive, represents the introduction of economic inductance, and constitutes notes of indebtedness. War is therefore the balancing of the system by killing the true creditors, the people who we have taught to exchange true value for inflated economy, and falling back on whatever is left of the resources of natural and the regeneration of those resources. Mr. Rothschild had discovered that currency gave him the power to rearrange the economic structure to his own advantage, to shift economic in- inductance to those economic positions which would encourage the greatest economic instability and oscillation. The final key to economic control had to wait until there was sufficient data and high-speed commuting equipment to keep close watch on the economic oscillations between the paper, stockler, and excess paper, energy, credits. Breakthrough. The aviation field provided the greatest solution in economic engineering by way of the mathematical theory of Shuk testing. In this process, a projectile is fired from an airframe on the ground and the impulse of the recoil is monitored by vibration transducers conducted to the airframe and wired to chart recorders. By studying the echoes or reflections of the recoil impulse in the airframe, it is possible to discover critical vibrations in the structure of the airframe, which either vibrations of the energies or of the engine or airline of vibrations of the wings or a combination of the two might reinforce resulting in a reasonist self-destructing of the airframe in flight as an aircraft. From the standpoint of engineering, this means that the strengths and weaknesses of the structure of the airframe in terms of vibrational energy can be discovered and manipulated. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to take a shameless profit break. You're listening to the Crusade Channel Live Talk Radio the way it should be. This is Parrot Talk, and I have brought to you a top-secret document which was discovered on a printer purchased from Boeing Corp. in Seattle, Washington. And this manual, let's say, this manual exists for the control of humanity. And we are listening to it. We will come right back to it after the commercial break here on Paratalk. Live talk radio, the way it should be. Hey, I just met you. Heard you're a groomer. So here's your millstone. Good luck, loser. It's hard to look right when you're a pervert. So take your millstone. No kids will get hurt. Gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean. Down in the ocean. Alongside that Titan sub. Gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean. Throw them in the ocean. With that Titanic sub. Welcome back to the show. This is Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel Live Talk Radio the way it should be. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. You are listening to your favorite 10 a.m. Central Standard Time radio show. I am Mike Parrot, host of Parrot Talk, broadcasting from the heart of America. You can find me on the web. I have my own YouTube channel. It's called Restoring the Faith Media on YouTube. You can tweet me at RTF underscore Mike. You can send me an email at RestoringTheFaithMedia at gmail.com. I am perfectly available to you, and I appreciate your words of wisdom and your words of encouragement. Some of you, you know who you are. You send me good vibes all the time. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you are getting tired of hearing about how the government is waging a secret, quiet war on you. I have here the smoking gun. It's the proof. I'm going to be reading from this document a little bit more in this segment, and then probably it's going to continue to bleed over for the rest of the week because this is one heck of a document. It's got a lot of action-packed stuff in it, and the highlights on it are incredible. For you to be able to pay attention, you do have to start shopping with us at the Founders Trading Post. You need coffee. I need coffee at all times. And if you're a coffee drinker, you can start shopping with the low-hanging fruit. Let me know if you can get off the Masonic stale bean water of Folgers and Maxwell Oh, good Lord, I hope you're not drinking Folgers or Maxwell. And get some gourmet coffees from our small batch roasters, Abbey Roast, Twin Pikes, and Capuchin Dark Roast in Grind or Whole Bean. Pick up a bag or 12 or 100 today. Go to shop.mikechurch.com. Get yourself fully caffeinated, ladies and gentlemen, Because economics is a crucial extension of the natural energy systems. Economics is the science by which they will control us. 
They are absolutely in control of us. Quote, since energy is the key to all activity on the face of the earth, it allows that in order to attain a monopoly of energy, raw materials, goods, and services, and to establish a world system of slave labor, it is necessary to have a first strike capability in the field of economics. In order to maintain our position, it is necessary that we have absolute first knowledge of the science of control over all economic factors and the first experience at engineering the world economy. In order to achieve such sovereignty, we must at least achieve this one end, that the public will not make either the logical or mathematical connection between economics and the other energy sciences or learn to apply such knowledge. This is becoming increasingly difficult to control because more and more businesses are making demands upon their computer programmers to create and apply mathematical models for the management of these businesses. It is only a matter of time before the new breed of private programmer economists will catch on to the far-reaching implications of the work begun at Harvard in 1948. The speed with which they can communicate their warnings to the public will largely depend upon how effective we have been at controlling the media, subverting education, and keeping the public distracted with matters of no real importance. We are listening to a top-secret document found in a printer purchased by someone from Boeing. This document was just left in the printer, and the man read it and thought it was very, very interesting. Uh, And so we'll continue. The economic model. Economists, as a social energy science, has a first objective... The, the description of the complex way in which any given unit of resources is used to satisfy some economic want. The first objective, when it is extended to get the most product from the least or limited resources, comprises that objective of general military and industrial logistics known as operations research. The Harvard Economic Research Project, 1948, was an extension of World War II operations research. Its purpose was to discover the science of controlling an economy, at first the American economy and then the world economy. It was felt that with sufficient mathematical foundations and data, it would be nearly as easy to predict and control the trend of an economy as to predict and control the trajectory of a projectile. Such was proven to be the case. Moreover, the economy has been transformed into a guided missile on target. The immediate aim... Of the Harvard, sorry, some of these words are, this is, this was printed on a typewriter, and it is a copy of a copy, who knows how old it is, some of these words are extremely hard to read for me, I'm sorry, they're just missing letters and whatever. 
The immediate aim of the Harvard Project was to discover the economic structure, what forces change that structure, how the behavior of the structure can be predicted, and how it can be manipulated. What was not needed was a well-organized knowledge of the mathematical structures and interrelationships of investments, production, distribution, and consumption. To make a short story of it all, it was discovered that an economy obeyed the same laws as electricity and that all the mathematical theory and practical and computer know-how developed for the electric field could be directly applied to the study of economics. This discovery was not only declared, and its more subtle implications were and are kept closely guarded secrets, for example, that in the economic model, human life is measured in dollars, and that the electric spark generated when opening a switch connected to another inductor is mathematically analogous to the initiation of war. The greatest hurdle which theoretical economists faced was the accurate description of the household of an industry. This was a challenge because consumer purchase are a matter of choice, which in turn is influenced by income prices and other economic factors. This hurdle was cleared in an indirect, statistically approximate, with uh, uh, by, by way of application of shock treating to determine the current characteristics, calling called current technical coefficients of a uh, household industry. Finally, because problems in theoretical economics can be translated very easily into problems in theoretical electronics and the solution translated back again, it follows that only a book of language to be written for uh, economics. The remainder could be gotten from standard works on mathematics and electronics. This makes the publication of books on advanced economics unnecessary and greatly simplifies project security. Doesn't that just sound nice? Isn't it just a nice thing that your government since 1948 has been conspiring to control every aspect of your life? You may not feel it yet. You may not be aware of it yet. But once you become aware of the economic prison that we are living in, where they are intentionally sending brothers after brothers and sending in uh, forces of destabilization into the household, into the parish community, into uh, the, the wider society at large. These things are happening. I'm not even a third of the way through this book. I'm on page 9 of 29. So I guess that is almost a third. You guys are in for a treat. We're going to dissect some of the more important passages of this top secret 
manual. It's a declaration of war by American citizens against the American people. That's what this is. It's it's top secret. It was found by accident. They denied it. Of course they de- denied it. They'll continue to deny it. Your government hates you. They wage war on you. They want to control you. I say again over your government hates you. But we here at the Crusade Channel, we love you. We love your eternal soul. We want to see you in heaven. And that's why we do what we do. Go to shop.mikechurch.com. Kick in a few extra bucks. Send in a donation at crusadechannel.com slash parrot. And let's keep this show on the road, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. This is Parrot Talk on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be. We'll be back with you live on Thursday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. God bless you and thank you for listening. This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com